if I've got 20 lenders, probably 19 of them are going to want to stay in the bigger metropolitan areas and they're not going to lend the secondary markets and they're not going to lend in, um, you know, the lower population areas, you know, and, and it's getting more and more so that way that if you're in, in a rural area, um, and you've got a property that, you know, you're looking at in a rural area, it's going to be hard to, hard to find funding for that deal. All right, folks, I have with me Jerry Miles. Uh, Jerry and his wife, Shelly, are actually founders of Adventure Commercial Capital, and they are basically a commercial lending firm. I wanted to bring him on just so that we can discuss the debt market, how it is right now, what are the changes that we're seeing. So without further ado, welcome, Jerry, to the show. And uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for uh, having me. I'm Jerry Miles. And like uh, Vishkar said, the founder of Adventure Commercial Capital. You know, we we founded uh, Adventure Commercial Capital uh, three years ago, as we've been you know real estate investors ourselves, and uh, saw saw a need for uh, you know a broker in our market in particular uh, that that was honest and um, and would treat people fairly. We were having troubles with with that, you know, through our own investing. You know, decided to fill that need ourselves. So. Interesting. Interesting. So, so can you expand on this? You, know, you said that you started Adventure Commercial Capital a few years ago. What were you doing before that and what really kind of made you come into this? We've been running a commercial roofing business for the last 20 years. To take it back even further, you know, I, I was in high school, had big, big plans and big dreams to do, do big stuff. I was a ball player and wanted to go to college playing ball and things. My 10th grade year, I had my first son. It had to start work. I started putting roofs on, you know, so when I turned 18, I actually, uh, you know, started my own roofing business, you know, been putting roofs on now and, uh, still have that business running, uh, for, for over 25 years, probably now it, it's been good to us. It allowed us to start investing in real estate, you know, a, as we grew, you know, I, I always, always knew I, I didn't want to stay in the roofing business. I, you know, it's a rough business. I, I wanted, I wanted to, wanted to start a business that, um, you know, that I wanted my kids to be involved with, you know, with, I've got three sons, I wanted them to be able to be involved. I, I don't want them to have to, you know, deal with the things I dealt with through, through my roofing career, as far as uh, the, the physical labor and a lot, a lot of nuances there. I just, I wanted to want to have something bigger for them and better. And so, so we started investing in real estate about, uh, 10 years ago through that. We, uh, uh almost 10, I guess probably eight or nine years ago now, but but through that, we, um, you know, ran into some issues, uh, you know, getting funding, you know, as, as you know, we were self-employed and, and different things. And we actually had run into some, some lending brokers as we ran out of banks to go to. Um, we ran into some, you know, private lending brokers. And I found out that most of them were just not real honest, you know, were, were overcharging, just taking advantage of clients. And, and we, were, we were being taken advantage of by, by a couple different ones. You know, through my research, I, I found a, a company that actually sets you up as what they call a business loan broker. So we we put up we put up the investment. Um, you know, went to the training for, you know, to to learn how to become business loan brokers. Um, so they they taught us. You know, we went to a seven seven day class. Um, you know, they have a lot of continued education. Uh, you know, we're, we're on weekly Zooms with different lenders, learning more about their products and, and things. And so, so through that, we, um, you know, decided we didn't want to do, you know, lo- lending to all businesses, uh, you know, because 
they have a lot of different options with uh, with their capital that they can provide, but we wanted to be involved in real estate. And so we decided to focus primarily on commercial real estate, um, you know, our niche being, uh, you know, multifamily and development. So now we here are, here we are three years later and um, got a lot going now. So Yeah, that's amazing. So um, you said you focus primarily on multifamily and uh, what other asset classes do you focus on outside of multifamily? Yeah, I mean, we can lend on anything commercial real estate related if it has an income or, you know, like in the case of development deals, probably our best product that we have right now to offer the market is a development program. We have a development line of credit that focuses on larger development, uh, start at 20 million and and uh, this particular lender has uh, lit uh, on projects up to 17 billion. But it, it's a really innovative pro- product in the market uh, when a lot of banks and things are, are kind of backing away from development and new construction. You know, I feel like this is probably our most competitive and our, our best product that we have to offer the public right now. So. I see. Um, you know, uh, let's talk about the changes that have occurred recently, right? The inflation has been going up and then so the Fed had to raise the interest rates. How has that impacted um, the debt market and the debt rates? Because of inflation, we've, we've had, uh, you know, the Fed has come and, and really put a hold on the market by the way they've raised the rates. You know, sellers, unless they have to sell, you know, they're not selling right now because, you know, when, when the rates go up, you know, their cash flow and their uh, you know debt service and everything else goes down, which which you know their NOI is lower now, uh, and so so because of that the values are lower, and so then as you have the rates going up, you also have cap rates going up, you know because you're not going to buy a property at a at a three cap anymore when your rates are in the sixes, and uh, and so then now the cap rates you know now you have a lower NOI, and then you have a cap rate that is now. Uh, doubled, which is is going to lower the value as well, and then on top of that, with inflation, you know, there, there's a lot of aspects to it. But with inflation, uh, you know, insurance rates have gone up. Uh, so I mean, we've talked to borrowers that were paying seven hundred dollars a door for insurance a couple years ago or a year ago, and now their new rates are you know in the two thousands, you know, per door. And so that's another killer of NOI because we've had the inflation and the values have gone up, uh, you know, the slowest moving part of everything is the government, you know? And so when the, the, the states are stepping in and they're, they're seeing that values, uh, properties similar, we're selling for, you know, a way higher, uh, purchase price. Now they're asking all these other apartment owners to, you know, pay more taxes as well. So, so the apartment owners are now having to battle the the cities and states and townships, you know, for uh, for lower taxes because that's another killer of their NOI. So it's it's done a lot, you know, the the inflation, not in particular. I mean, inflation itself, you know, as a property owner, is great. You know, I mean, inflation's what gotten all these um, you know great returns for apartment owners for so long. Uh, you know, for the last couple of years, I mean. You know, if you've if you've owned real estate over the last couple of years and you've gotten out of it, I mean, you you've done really well. But you know, now in this market, uh, you know, we're it, it's changed a lot because because of that. So, 
Right, right, right. Um, that's quite true. But how is the debt market really responding in terms of the loan products coming out? Because at you know at one point I was hearing that like like typically you know a commercial loan will usually be amortized over twenty five years, thirty years. But now we're hearing that they're trying to you know there are loan products that are out there that are amortizing over forty years, forty five years, just to kind of keep themselves competitive. Lenders are doing that. Do you see that happening? You know, I know that that's something that you know the agencies are offering. Um, HUD is offering Freddie and Fannie. We're we're quoting a lot of deals right now through Freddie and Fannie, but I haven't I haven't had any deals that fit that box to where Freddie or Fannie are going to say, "Hey, we're going to go ahead and extend this to thirty five years." It's it's a real tight um, it, it's a real tight uh, you know part of the market that they're doing that with, and we haven't seen that. Um, I am seeing a lot more of the uh, 10-year terms as far as like, you know, want a fixed rate for 10 years instead of, you know, two or three or five or, or whatever it is, you know, and they're actually, the rates are actually more favorable at that 10-year mark right now um, than they are with the shorter terms. And I'm um, seeing even, uh, you know, longer interest-only periods on the, uh, you know, agency debt as well, so. They're doing things like that with the with the interest only, you know, extended. I mean, right now you can you can get a ten year interest only for about the same pricing as a as a ten year fixed, you know, P and I, as far as the, the rates. Oh wow! And, oh, that's very interesting because that's going to change change things around, right? Because that's going to improve your cash flow if it's just interest only, and if it's for ten years, that's a pretty long period for an. Yeah, hour. yeah, it is. It is. So what other products are you seeing and how are, how are you know lenders protecting themselves in this market where obviously it's become much more competitive for the lenders to get business because there's not a lot of activity happening in the market right now? A good thing right now and something I've told people in the past year is just it's good that the lenders right now are still looking at deals. We still have lenders that are that are you know pulling out their calculator and they're they're working on writing deals. Uh, we do have some lenders, you know, we've got a big book of lenders that we, we can pull from right now. We do have some of them that have pulled back as far as the product types that they're lending on. You have a hotel currently and it's an unflagged hotel, you know, where, I mean, you know, it's not a, you know, a Marriott or a Holiday Inn Express, you know, those, the, the big name hotels. If it's not one of those, you're going to have a hard time getting it funded right now. A lot of the lenders have, have pulled back their um, leverage. So a lot of, a lot of the bridge lenders are, you know, where they used to lend, you know, 70 to 80%, you know, on, and they would be real aggressive on, on future earnings and, and the future NOI and all that. They're now, you know, well, let's, we're, we're going to stick at the 60 or 65%, you know, loan to value. And, uh, and we're going to go off your NOI currently. We're not going to give you credit for what you think the NOI is going to be next year. You know, so they're, they're getting a little more shy. In those ways, um, especially on uh, bridge debt and things, you know, so the private lenders have have gotten a little more, a, a little tighter in general. The agencies they're still lending, they're they're uh, you know still offering a one point two one point two five DSCR into big markets. Um, if you get into the secondary markets and things like that, the smaller towns, uh, they're, they're going to be more conservative. You know, if you've got a deal that's in a bigger market, you know, Chicago, Columbus, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, I mean, they're, they're still going to lend, they're still going to, they're going to be aggressive and try to go after those deals. So I see. Okay. And, um, 
how popular is the floating debt now? Are you seeing that changing? Because I know like a couple of years ago, people were crazy about floating debt because the idea was it's never going to go away. Their interest rates are so low. Um, what are you seeing now? Well, I'm seeing the customers themselves being afraid of them. I mean, if they if they see something with a floating rate, uh, they're 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 going to be scared of it. Um, you know, right now most SBA loans are on a month to month, you know, floating rate. Um, you know, there there's really on SBA there's really no fixed option at all. And, and a lot of the bridge debt, you know, it floats month to month right now, and they're going to be you know watching the SOFR rate. And they're going to be you know three and a half or four and a half over SOFR, you know, and it's going to go month to month. The public themselves are, are are really leery of those deals and and we we haven't closed any deals with any any floating rates um just because i mean the lenders like the floating rate and, and that's a way for them to protect themselves um but the uh, borrowers you know I, i've not not found a borrower that's willing to sign on a floating rate you know in the current market so Right, right, right. I know it makes sense. Um, in terms of, you know, the deals that are coming to you and you look at the underwriting and everything, are you seeing like a lower debt amount that people are trying to leverage or are you still seeing the maximum possible that they can leverage from the bank um, in terms of just the sentiment of the buyer? Um, are you seeing them more afraid of getting that leverage? I don't see them afraid of getting more leverage. I, I see uh, it, it getting uh, harder for... Uh, you know, a lot of the borrowers that we deal with are syndicators, and I see a lot of them that are struggling with, um, you know, coming up with the capital needed to close their deals. You know that that part of the market is getting is getting tougher. But as far as them being afraid to take on more debt, I don't really see that. You know, I mean, when when they're taking on the debt, they're gonna they're gonna be taking it on uh, with with the cash flow from the apartment. So. Or, or whatever, whatever the business is there, it's it's going to be a cash flowing asset, and they're going to be able to take care of it. And, but most most borrowers I've talked to are still going after as much debt as they can get. So, interesting. Okay, why do you see this headed in the future in terms of the debt market? I know it's been it's been a tough year for us as buyers, and I know it's all all over, even for sellers who want to sell, like the real estate industry has really slowed down, but I see some movement happening now. How do you see the debt market pivoting? Um, and, you know, what are the talks in the debt circles about um, the changes that are coming in the debt market in the future? As far as the debt market itself, when we're looking at multifamily, I mean, you know, the most stable things that, the, the most stable products for multifamily in the market, uh, of course, are, you know, Freddie and Fannie. So if you're buying deals that are fitting in that box, I mean that that's products that I don't believe are going to go away. You know they're 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 put here in place. They're government agencies. Um, they have their allotment of money every year that they're they're supposed to use and lend out and and supposed to help with uh, providing affordable housing. And so I don't see those uh, changing a whole lot as far as the uh, you know private market. You know when we're looking at you know, bridge debt, you know, um, you know, money, you know, money to help people stabilize properties and, and, and things like that, that is ever changing. If you watch the news and watch all the experts and the gurus, you'll drive yourself crazy because it changes daily on, you know, whether we're going to ha- go, go into, you know, quantitative tightening where they're going to tighten the money supply up, or, you know, if we're going to go into a, you know, a recession or if we're going to, um, you know, or if COVID's coming back and it's gonna it's gonna um, 
you know, cause inflation to run rampant again and things are going to shut down. I mean, there's so many aspects to it. What I'm seeing, I mean, in general, you know, the lenders are wanting to lend to, to quality assets. Um, and that's another change I've seen, you know, since, since COVID is the type of assets. And then also since, you know, we've had the interest rate hikes is the type of assets that lenders are wanting to lend on. Uh, they're looking for the nicer assets and the nicer locations. If I've got 20 lenders, probably 19 of them are going to want to stay in the bigger metropolitan areas and they're not going to lend the secondary markets and they're not going to lend in, um, you know, the lower population areas, you know, and, and it's getting more and more so that way that if you're in, in a rural area um, and you've got a property that, you know, you're looking at in a rural area, it's going to be hard to hard to find funding for that deal, you know, outside of a local bank. And then a lot of the local banks, you know, have been hit with, you know, the bank, the banking industry isn't doing so well right now. And so, so that's getting tougher on as well. So, so a lot of those deals are going to have to go to, you know, owner finance and things like that. But, um, but staying in the, the bigger markets, you know, that are growing, um, you know, is very important to, to being able to get your deals funded. And then also in the future, if we do have a big market crash, as I've seen the lenders doing currently, is they're trying to stay in those markets, they're going to tighten up their belt even more and they're going to want to stay in those markets even more. So as you're looking to sell a property that you have or get out of a property, being in the nicer markets and the nicer neighborhoods in those markets is going to be more and more important. I see. I see. You know, it's it's interesting that we're talking about this due diligence that the lenders do because a lot of times uh, when people are starting in real estate or they want to invest in real estate, there's always this fear around leverage. And uh, one of the things that we know as real estate investors is that the lenders do as much due diligence, if not more, uh, as the investors that are doing it on the asset because they're the actually the biggest piece of the pie in terms of the capital coming in. And so really they, they have to decide whether they're going to lend on that asset or not. So it's really uh, a team effort between the lenders and the investors that helps actually get the asset uh, the operators buy. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I mean, the lender can be your best friend. If you're having trouble finding funding for a deal, you need to reconsider that deal and and say, "Hey, you know, these lenders are looking at way more deals than I'm I'm ever looking at." You know, as an investor, I mean, they're, you know, we're we're looking at 20 or 30 times the deals that 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 a borrower's looking at every day. You know, we're seeing which ones are defaulting. We're seeing which ones are, are doing well. And and so when the lender is looking at that and they're saying, hey, uh, we can't lend on this deal, then maybe you as a borrower need to turn around and say, hey, you know, why is this? And and maybe maybe I need to look at a different deal. Yeah. Before, Jerry, before we move on, how can people get in touch with you if you need to, you know, if they have you know lending needs and uh, they want a commercial loan? Probably the easiest way. I mean, my email, my, my phone or how... It, or how everybody get a hold of, is how everybody gets a hold of me. Um, you know, text message, a phone call, or email on Instagram. It is Jerry sells money, so you can reach out there. Um, you know, but my cell phone, my email. I don't know if you will put it in. I will put it in the notes for people to uh, for people to get, reach out to you. Well, uh, thank you so much, Jerry, for joining me. This was a very fun discussion and uh, very uh, you know eye opening for me. And uh, I'll see you all next time. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me.